Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangubonken with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. Nothing is going to make you win more than when you realize that you have been created in God's image and likeness, and that God has a plan and a purpose for you. You are not the result of some cosmic accident. You are wonderfully made, and your life has meaning and purpose. You are not just sent here to toil, make money, and die. There is an assignment for you. And I hope that through this series of conversations, it's going to help you figure out that assignment, get behind it, and get it done. I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. And I'd like you to do this favor for me. If you are watching alone, Invite other people to join us. Share it with your friends. And let's have this conversation. I'm going to be touching a subject today that has many facets. We will not be able to completely dissect it. However, we're going to start having this conversation and we'll continue as time goes on. Our country is hurting. And those that have light, those that have been called to be light and salt, it's time to stand up and let our light so shine before men that it will see our good works and give glory to our Heavenly Father. Disclaimer, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. And today, I'm going to be talking about choosing or selecting where to fellowship. When we talk about a church, the church is not the building. The church is not the denomination. The church is the body of Christ. I'll be talking about why every immigrant who is a believer in Jesus Christ, every immigrant who is born again, every immigrant who is a child of God has to prayerfully, carefully, thoughtfully make sure they hear from God before they get plucked into a group of believers where they are fellowshipping with them on a daily basis. I want you to listen and listen very keenly because I'm, I'm about to say certain things that you might not have heard before or you heard them and you didn't really take them seriously. And for those of us who think this type of discussion should not be held. 
You are mistaken. People's spiritual lives have an impact on their productivity. That is why it's very important for those that you are working with or those who are working for you to be doing well spiritually. It's for the good of your business. We are not just flesh and blood. We are spirit beings. And when the spirit man is not alive and thriving well, the physical begins to suffer. Today we are talking about why you have to carefully select where to fellowship. There's so much going on right now in our country and we can't let that continue. Before we move ahead, let's start with this verse in Galatians 3.28. It says, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ. We are all one in Christ. Let me repeat that. We are all one, one in Christ. This address is specifically for those that call the name of Christ, for those who identify themselves with Christ. It's for you. It's very important for the immigrant to ensure that where the worship is selected carefully because where you worship is an opportunity for you to get plucked in. You build deeper relationships with other people. You get plucked in and you build deeper relationships with other people. That is why this conversation is going to be talking part of it to the immigrants and part of it to those that are on the ground. The immigrants need to be plugged in. There is so much that the immigrants need to learn to be truly successful in this country. That exchange must take place. Unfortunately, most human beings all, all over the world, we have this tendency of gravitating towards those that speak like us, eat like us, dress like us, sing like us, dance like us. However, that is not the life that we've been called to live. Again, those of us that are following Christ, we have not been called to live like that. We are not defined by what we eat. The kingdom of God is not about meat and drink. We are not defined by what we wear. We are not defined by the type of music we dance. 
the type of drums we beat, we are above that. We are more than that. It's very important for us to understand that if not, we are going to have a hard time living together, helping each other to fulfill the calling and the mission that God has for us. The segregation in the body of Christ is an affront to the gospel message of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can somebody explain to me why we mix at work, we shop in the same places. However, when Sunday morning, most of us go separate ways. Can somebody explain that to me? This is for you, the immigrant. Some of us go to a strictly Asian church or Chinese or Vietnamese or Nigerian, Cameroonian, Ghanaian. You can name it. Why are we doing that? Because we want to be comfortable. Because we want to hang around the familiar and that which we are used to. Yeah, many reasons have been given to explain why we segregate on Sunday mornings. For example, some say the style of music. Some say the nature of the service. Some talk about personality differences, cultural differences, generational, ethnic, national differences, you name it. When you look at all these differences, all these excuses that are being given superficially, well, they make sense. Who wants to fellowship with people, maybe who raise their hands and sing in a jubilant way and dance and sing in a language that the other people don't understand? However, the only issue with this explanation is that the church is not a country club that has restrictions and specification for membership. The church is not a country club. All this, these excuses and, 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 and explanations we try to give do not add up. It saddens my heart that we've allowed our own agenda to trump God's agenda. We've allowed our fear, our unbelief, faithlessness to become the norm. Has Jesus revised this instruction? What did Jesus say before he left? He said, a new command I give you, love one another. As I've loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. I started by saying that there's neither Jew nor Gentile. There's no black, there's no white, there's no slave, there's no free. We are all one in Christ. We are all one. There is one human race. We can keep talking about the black and the white and the yellow and the green, whatever. There is one human race. We are one in Christ. And Jesus' instructions for us to love one another is very, very clear. 
but you are saying we don't get along. Yeah, we need to figure that out. We cannot keep measuring on the, on the minors. We cannot allow what we wear, what we eat, to circumvent, to trump the death of Christ on the cross for all mankind. We cannot allow that. We can learn to eat different types of food. We, foods. we can learn to dress differently. We can learn to appreciate different music. All these externals that we allow to separate us and segregate us, we can learn how to get along, especially those of you in the body of Christ. I'm still coming. I'm going to emphasize why, as an immigrant, you need to be plucked into a community where you are learning how to live in this country. If you are not doing that, you are not going to be successful. Jesus gave the command, we have to love one another. People who love each other spend time together. They share and they pray for each other. Church is not a country club. It's an environment for people who love each other to get together, strengthen one another, share, and help each other fulfill their calling and their destiny. If we keep insisting on being segregated, if we keep insisting of going with what comes naturally, if we keep insisting of following that which we are used to and familiar with, we risk not becoming all what Christ has for us. Where you fellowship is very, very important because that is where you are going to learn how to fit in. If you don't fit in, you are going to miss out. It's a two-way traffic. Those are already on the ground. You need to open up to those who are coming in so that they can learn how to live in this country and be successful. Have you forgotten the socioeconomic impact of segregation on your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? We are segregated by zip code. And where people live has an impact on the property values, where people are plucked in. And that is why it's a bad idea for the immigrants to cluster and fellowship just among themselves because it makes them feel comfortable. Don't forget, if God wanted you to remain in Nigerian or Cameroonian or Ghanaian or Chinese or Vietnamese, you would have remained in Vietnam. God has called you out, sent you to the United States. You are on God's mission. And I want you to wake up to that realization. The mission you are on is bigger than being Vietnamese, is bigger than being Chinese, is bigger than being a Cameroonian, is bigger than being a Nigerian. 
That is why this whole idea of hyphenated Americans is a discussion for another day. I have a resource here for you. I want you to check this out. We're going to talk about this along the line. I want you to check it out. Where is your home? Where is your home? A call for Christian immigrants to engage in mission die, in God's mission. You are actually here on God's mission, on God's assignment. If you haven't figured that out, it's time for you to do that. When you do that, what I'm trying to say today about figuring where to fellowship is going to come more easily for you. Most of us have set up uh, churches. Some, some have even gone down to the level of ethnic group churches. The Yoruba church, Igbo church. What are we doing? It's important for us to understand the big picture. And for those who are already on the ground, I have something for you here. A call, the, the intersection of faith, migration, and God's mission. The intersection of faith, migration, and God's mission. A call for the people of God in the West to engage in God's mission. You may be wondering, all these immigrants are here. I don't know what to do. You grab this book. We're going to talk about it. It's going to help you learn how to connect with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And there is a tendency here. One pastor told me not too long ago that I was told that, oh, the Bible says you should uh, preach your gospel, make disciples of all nations, starting from Jerusalem, then to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And uh, my uh, uh, Jerusalem is all the Cameroonians that are in uh, the Dallas uh, metropolitan area. That is my Jerusalem. And then uh, the, the, the next, I was like, what are you talking about? How can you segregate the Cameroonians and you're trying to reach out to them? The West sent missionaries and they are still sending missionaries to the ends of the earth. And when these missionaries go to this country, nobody ever tells them to only go and look out for other Westerners and reach out to them. The West goes to other countries and reaches these people for Christ. Now, people are coming to the United States from all over the world. It is an affront to tell these people to go and reach out to their own people. That is being prideful, it's anti-gospel, it is anti the message of Christ. The segregation must stop and it has to start with the people of God. Why do we keep insisting that people congregate based upon their ethnic backgrounds and skin color and preferences and all that? It is not of God. We are light, we are salt, we have to start and show the example. If people come in here, we don't open up and embrace them and help them get plugged in, they are not going to do well. There is a lot to learn. Where are they going to learn? If other brethren are not willing to stand shoulder to shoulder and lock up arms and help equip them and help them learn how to live and be fruitful and productive 
U.S. citizens. If people just fellowship only with those that talk like them, eat like them, people from their countries of origin, they are missing out. There is a lot that are not learning. And that has to change. It needs to start in the house of God. I know most of us are saying, I just need to be comfortable. I want my church to be, you know, people that look like me, uh, people that sing like me, people that eat like me. Is it really about your comfort? Really? Really about your comfort? Are we called to a life of comfort? When did Jesus change his command? What did Jesus tell his disciples? Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. We need to carry our cross each day. We are on a mission to follow Jesus Christ. That is it. It's not about the American dream. It's about God's kingdom for all of us. Those of you are already here on the ground and those that are coming in that know Christ. It's about carrying our cross. And your cross maybe is to fellowship in a place where they're no longer going to be singing the old songs that you sang in your country of birth. Or preaching in the particular way that you've been used to. You have to discard those comforts. And to the Americans who are not willing to open up to these immigrants, you keep pushing them to go do their own thing. It's not of God. Your own discomfort will be to open up and hear new songs and learn how to eat new foods and adopt new ways. It's a two-way traffic. We have to do that if we ever dream of solving some of the issues we're having in the country right now. You cannot allow your ethnicity to dictate where to fellowship. God must lead you. And God's command to make disciples of all nations has not changed. God's command to make disciples of all nations has not changed. We have that opportunity right now in the United States. People are coming from all over the world. It's an opportunity for the body of Christ to rise up and make disciples of all these nations. It's not for us to maintain our way of life. We need to adopt God's way of life. He loved us so much, he sent his son to come and take the form of humanity in order to redeem us. What are we willing to give up in order to see Christ manifest himself in the lives of all the nations? We cannot allow the style of music, we cannot allow food and what we are used to to prevent God's mission from moving forward. Now, to you, the immigrants, wake up, wake up. You are no longer in your country of birth. Stop trying to reproduce what you left behind. God did not bring you here to relieve the life that you had before. If you're a Cameroonian and you're in America, this is no longer Cameroon. If you're Ghanaian, this is no longer Ghana. If you're Chinese, this is no longer China here. We are no longer in China. 
you've moved. You need to make the adjustments. Get plugged in. Get plugged in, if I dare say it, get plugged in with people who are already on the ground. Get plugged in with the Americans so that you can learn and grow together. It's really of God. That is why you came this far. If God wanted you to remain Chinese, you will be in China right now. Or if God wanted you to be Ghanaian, you'll be in Ghana. You are here in America. The call upon you is bigger than Ghana. The call upon you is bigger than China. The call upon you is bigger than Vietnam. The call upon you is bigger than Australia, Germany. Whatever country you migrated from, Iran, Iraq, wherever, Syria, wherever you've come from, the call upon you right now is bigger. If you really want to be successful, if you want to do well, it's time for you to say yes to this call. Don't settle down for comfort. Don't settle down for the familiar. Don't settle down for that which you are used to. You've not been called for the familiar, for the comfortable. You've been called to expand the kingdom. We must look at the bigger picture. There is a lot of need, but it's going to take both ways. Those are already on the ground, and those that are coming in to mingle together. We have to sacrifice that culture. We have to sacrifice that dressing. We have to sacrifice the food on the altar of kingdom if we want our light to shine, if we want to make a difference in our generation. As I've said, there are some resources that I've already put together. We're going to get into the in-depth of it. I just started this conversation so we can talk about it. You have this one here and this other one here. You grab them, you read them. It's going to help a lot. When it comes to racism, segregation, and all what is going on, I have a book here on racism as well. Racism where is we are staying. It's possible for us to make a difference and bring an end to some of this darkness that is surrounding us. Because we are light in a dark world. We are salt in a world that is decaying around us. I want to thank you so much for watching. You've been listening to Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. Until next time, God bless you.